Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Carmen wherever you get your podcast you're watching on you. You can find us there as part of Empire Media. That's A-M-P-I-R-E. Always much appreciated when you tune in. Don't forget, you can always read my work on ESPN.com. I'm going to have a story up on ESPN.com going inside the hire of Dan Quinn. What were some of the things that really stood out about him during the interviews? Why is he in this job? I think I think you're going to learn a few things. Anyway, so that look for that on ESPN. I think that'll be the that'll either be up Thursday or Friday. Now, today was the first day we got a chance to talk to all the assistant coaches. They assembled them all in the in the bubble and you're able to go spend a few minutes. It's almost like speed dating. You're going there, spending five minutes with this guy, spending five minutes with this guy, but you're starting to get a feel for who they are as a staff. Now, obviously, I knew some of them because Ryan Kerrigan's been here. Bobby Ingram didn't have a chance to talk with him but also talked to Kerrigan and Tavita, Tavita Pritchard, all of whom were holdovers from the staff. Now, I will say one thing, this is people there made it clear. They weren't retained. They were rehired. They were not going to stick around just because they maybe were under contract. They're under the same contracts now as everybody else. So they got extended to where every, all the other assistant coaches came in. So it wasn't a case of, oh, just keep these guys around because they had to basically interview for the job. And they had to go get it, and they did. So they're all here. And chance to talk to all of them. Over the next week or so, I'm going to be playing a lot of the interviews that I on the for the podcast. Some of them will be just for the members only. Some might some of them might go up first for members for a few days, then to the rest. But there's definitely going to be some that are just for the members. And just just so you can get a feel for what 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 talked about talked about talked to Ken Norton about. Ken Norton Jr. about guys like Jamin Davis, of course. I talked to uh, Tom, Tom Donatello, the, the secondary coach, about Juan Martin, Emmanuel Forbes. I'll get, get that into a minute. Anyways, so it was the first day for that. But today, I just want to kind of give an overarching theme to the day, right? And I think when you're out there talking to these guys, and it's 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 going to be true, anytime there's a new staff, there's always a new energy, there's always a different vibe and there feels like a fresh start. Now I do think that this feels even more like that than most first time or first or new coach situations. And I say that because of the changes at the top. That's why this is so different. That's why, you know, in the past you say, okay, they've got this staff assembled or this staff assembled. There's this energy here or whatever, but you didn't have the leadership at the top of the organization that I thought you could that could pull it off to build a sustained winner. And I do think you have that now with Josh Harrison and Adam Peters. It's just a far better setup than I've seen in a long time. I mean, I, I think you'd have to go, you'd have to probably go pre-Snyder years. And I think I've told you before, like even when Joe Gibbs was here, 
if you had the football power, there's three people, it'd be Dan Snyder, Vinny Serrato, and Joe Gibbs. Well, one out of three isn't going to get you to the Super Bowl. And, you know, so that was always a problem. And like when Mike Shanahan was here, as as good a coach as he was, and that offensive staff was very good, but you still had Bruce Allen here, and he's just not very he was just not very good at it, and he was not very good for that building. So it just it created there was such a bad atmosphere. That I think that's a big part of the difference here is that the vibe is a lot the the positive vibes are allowed to grow. When Rivera came here, this was such a toxic place, and it was still in that toxic that toxic, I wouldn't say mindset, but just it was just toxic. And, and it was like that throughout. So when you're in that building, that can just suck away your energy. That's all gone. That's why this has a better chance for success, just because like that is the fresh start this place needed, and you can feel it. Now, there's no guarantees for when the season rolls around that it's going to be dramatically different. I don't know. I do think they have a good staff assembled. I do, I do like the energy. I like the setup. You still got to get the quarterback right. That's going to be a big part of this equation for how quickly they can get to that point where you can build. But I think if you can build it right, then you have a chance to sustain success because of the way I think it's being built and because of how this organization is now structured. So, you know, that's that's one of the things that stands out. That stands out just from being around there, talking to people, but also being around these new coaches, and again, like anytime there's a new staff, you're going to have that. There's that feel like, oh, hey, maybe this staff can do this and can do that. But again, the organization was always going to have a hard time with it. When the Shanahan's got here, Mike Shanahan had a great reputation. Again, Bruce Allen, no. Um, but then when they got here, they thought that this was going to be a place where they, part of the reason they want to come here is they thought the owner was going to spot me. Then they get here. And they realize he only spent it on superficial things, just, just on the players, which is okay. Well, no, it's not okay. Because if you want to build a good organization, you can't cut corners all over the place. And it was more, his was, they felt like it was more designed for, for the owner to show just to, you know, it was an image thing, right? And you can spend on this, but it wasn't always spent wisely. And they cut corners so many places or they weren't doing well in other places. And that just slips into the organization and brings people down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're trying to change the entire building, it definitely can take a few years. And I know you've heard that before, but it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed enough. So that's still, this is going to be an ongoing thing, but I do think the initial steps have been good. And you talk to a lot of these coaches, of course, they're going to bring up Dan Quinn as a guy like Nick, he's, a, he's authentic and he's what they thought he'd be. So all those, you know, they're going to hear the Hosannas for that. And that's part of what was going on today as well. I mean, he's their new boss. They came here for a reason, but there are guys here who definitely wanted to come here just because of that. And, um, you know, I think one of the things too, that I think is important here, and the more you look into things and dig into things is how important it was for Quinn, Dan Quinn, 
to take he took a few months after Atlanta because he got fired during the season. It wasn't by choice, but he took advantage of that time. The reason why he changed his defense was probably because he took that time off and or he had that time available to him so he could then dig into things. If you go like, you know, if you go from one job right to the other as a head coach or, you know, if you get fired on January 8th and two weeks later, three weeks later, you're a, a defensive coordinator somewhere else. You don't have that chance to maybe self-scout the way you need to. So one thing that gave him the chance to do is evolve as a defensive coach. And that's why they went, they, he ditched a lot more of that Seattle cover three that he used. And he started going more split safety, some more quarters in Dallas, and it helped him evolve as a coach. But I also think then, you know, he did, and this is one of the things I wrote about in that article, but just like the steps he took to improve overall and how he took it to heart. And I think that's, so he's a, he, he felt like he evolved and grew as a coach. That's why he's so excited to get this opportunity to see, did he grow as much as he thought he did and how much is it going to pay off in this place? You know, the other thing is funny too, because one thing other, some of these coaches would talk about, and a lot of these coaches talk about when they come here still, what a special place is still is to come. You know, forget whatever the nickname is, this town, this football team in this town has means something to the NFL and it means something to people in the NFL. So that's something that gets mentioned quite a bit as well. The other thing is, I think when you're around guy, I think, and I brought this up when they hired him, but Anthony Lynn was a really good hire for them. And um, one of the reasons why Quinn apparently liked him so much is, and he was a guy that was on his list. So this is where the benefit of a veteran coach comes into play. He knew guys that he wanted on his staff. And one of the guys he always wanted was, was Anthony Lynn. And apparently this goes back to a time where Lynn was with another team. There was a running back where there's somebody that he was told you, you're not going to get through to this guy. He can't learn, blah, blah, blah. So he goes out and hires a learning specialist, helps a player learn and apparently did a pretty good job. I don't know who the player was, but that was something that stuck with Quinn. And so I think that's like, that's the kind of staff he's assembled. He looks for people who have, that's Joe Witt comes across that way. Like his job is to help you learn. And I think um, that's that evolution part of, uh, of, of Quinn's game is a big deal. I think you can look at Cliff Kingsbury because when he came in the league with that air raid offense, it was one way and he evolved it in Arizona. Now, does it make him the greatest coach ever? No, but it's something I think when you, when you have that growth mindset, like Quinn does, I think that's what you're looking for in as a in a staff, but also in an individual to make up that staff, what gets you there. You can't bring in somebody who doesn't have that and then expect them to have that. And so the key is to identify people who do have that. And I think, again, what whatever Kingsbury does, he did evolve in that role. And then you look at the way the staff was assembled, the different, there's a lot of, there's versatility, there's the diversity of the staff as far as the backgrounds of where they come from, the systems they've been in. It's why when they're you're talking to them, they don't, it's not like they have, all, they don't know all their plans right now. They just got here. There's a lot, a, a lot of what they're doing now is meeting. Um, the assistant coaches are not going to the combine next week because they just got too much going on. And even like Dan Quinn is only going to be there for like a day or two because there's so much to do back here, evaluating their own players, coming to get, you know, getting together and finally, you know, basically putting together like all the things they want to do. Now, obviously you have a court coordinators on both sides of the ball. They're in charge of that. 
but you're going to take, you have a pass game coordinator, run game coordinator. They're going to bring their ideas. And then the, the key is being able to marry those concepts. And that's where the coordinator comes in. So that's what they're doing now. A lot of is in the player evaluations and you have free agency coming up soon. So they've got to get to know their own players and, and, and do all that. So, um, <clears throat> so anyway, so that's, that's a lot of what's going on. Um, he, I think the other thing to that growth mindset is I think Quinn is a very big person on what are your blind spots? And I think one of the things that, that, that I think a guy like Lynn can help him with, cause he's known him for a while and he has a good relationship with them that he can, you can help one another with those blind spots. And I think that as long as people are open to hearing them, it can be a good thing and can help you either avoid a bad situation or, or, improve as a coach, whatever it is, but it can be helpful if you allow it to be now, you know, and so I think that's going to be one of the things here is the collaboration, communication, all that kind of stuff. Um, but there are a lot of good things that, that I think they can build on. And, you know, I think with all this newness of ideas, there's, it's a little bit, I don't know that it's going to be quite like this, but when, when the Shanahan's were here and you had all that staff, you know, you had Kyle and Sean and, and Matt LaFleur and Mike McDaniel, well, at the time, the only ones that you figure were going to be head coaches eventually were, were really Sean and Kyle. La Matt LaFleur, that's not, that wasn't the trajectory I think most people thought he was would be on at that point because you didn't know. And I think McDaniel, I would say the same thing. But what you did know is they were very smart. And I think you, they had to develop other qualities to get to this position, and they did. And I know, you know, especially LaFleur, I, I commend him for it. But but they were very smart, and so with that with that youth and all that energy comes a collaboration of ideas and pushing things forward. This group isn't quite that young, but I think there's a there's a freshness and a, a um, you know there's a different vitality to it than what has been what had been here the last few years for sure. I think that's important, and they're you know it doesn't seem like they're wedded to anything in particular, but I do you know you have ideas and you have to have things that you believe in, you're not just going to throw everything out the window, but I think you have to be open to other ideas. And I think that's still, I think that's part of what's going on here as well. Um, you know, I, like I said, I talked to defensive backs coach, Tom Donatel, and one guy can tell you he's high on is Quan Martin. And he's a guy that he, they, he wouldn't, he was in Las Vegas. They, they liked him. They would have drafted him. I think he's like, he said, they, he thought they had him rated higher than other teams did too. So when he said, Washington took him, they said, Hey, I can see it. And so, but, but I know that's a guy and he also, I asked him about Emmanuel Forbes and that's going to play that on the podcast at some point. Um, clearly they know he can be a ball hawk, but we'll see where that one goes. And I, I but you'll hear it when he, when he talks about it. The other part is Quinn is very big on development. That's why when you look at some of these assistant coach, like a, a positional assistant, like, David Blaw, an assistant quarterbacks coach, his ability, they feel like there's an ability to develop. And I think one thing that stands out, like he was a guy that when he was with Jared Goff, that got, got, that he was a guy Goff would go to a lot of times on the sidelines, things like that stick out to you. Like that's, that's something that can, how do you help a quarterback develop? Well, you get, you get, you have to have more than just a, it's not just the coordinator, not even close. That quarterback's coach is a big deal, but you better have a couple guys who can do it because you have more than one quarterback. You can't just draft, whether it's Drake May or Jaden Daniels, you can't just draft them and just focus on them because you still have a, a younger guy too in Sam Howell. You want him to develop as well because, again, if you're Adam Peters, 
you know that, hey, the guy who was drafted top five might not work out. So you better get all these other guys ready too because the Niners are winning that Super Bowl in part because of how Brock Purdy developed. And you have the roster around him, clearly, but because of how that kid developed, it allowed them to overcome a, a bad move for Trey Lance. And by the way, I never saw it with Trey Lance. I don't know what really was going on there, but I never saw it with him. I just felt like it was way, way too inexperienced and way too up and down at a level that wasn't very high. And so, it, you know, compared to what other quarterbacks are at and just, I never saw, but bottom line is they didn't ask me that they overcame it because of some other things they had going on, identifying talent late in the draft, but also developing that talent once you get him in there. That's why Donald Stapleton, the assistant line coach, that's why he's here. That's one of the things that attracted um, them to him is they felt like he's good at that. Now, I think that's important because one of the knocks on Bobby Johnson up in, in New York was that he didn't really develop the, the lineman there. Now, is that fair? I don't know because I wasn't there. But that's what you would that's what you would hear is that he didn't do a good enough job there. So you got to get other guys in here who can help with that. Everybody's going to have something they do well. So if you don't, if you do X and this guy can do Y, then you get, you know, and it kind of meshes, then you build a, a better situation. And I did talk to Johnson about the New York experience, what he learned. And again, I'm going to play that for you one of these days. I'll play one of them Friday. We'll see which one it is. Um, and then we'll go from there, but you're going to hear all that. And I, cause I did, I was curious, like what happened there and and what did you learn? That's always a big thing. So, um, cause there's a lot of things we don't know if you're not on the inside and sometimes from the outside, you hear one thing and you realize later it's another, but that was a knock on him. And that's why Darnell, and I don't, Darnell Stapleton is here so he can help develop guys, whether or not they view Johnson the same way. Clearly they hired him. They feel he can do something pretty well. But that's this is where having this guy can really can can be a big help. Um, anyways, all this being said is it just means this was this is a fresh start and it feels like a legitimate fresh start. And I, you know, even last year when Josh when Josh Harris came in during training camp, while you had the the newness of Harris, I think there was too much of a lack of hope or trust that it was going to develop with this team with the team with the staff with all they had going on that it wasn't going to develop so you did the for i'm sure for you guys that you know like, this is really a really really a fresh start but i think in the building it is too now you got to get the quarterback right and you got to play well because if you don't then we'll be sitting here talking about this again in four or five years but i do think that's different than it has been and um you know is it going to be like i said i don't know People, you know, people keep asking me like how aggressive they'll be in free agency. And, and is this going to be a, you got to go out to win right away. And, you know, you got to make, you got to get them back right away. I don't think that's their approach. Now you may go out and sign guys for a good chunk of money. You're going to probably sign somebody with a big name and all that. It doesn't mean that they've abandoned a certain approach. They have money to spend, they have holes, and there are guys that are going to be attractive that they can afford. Um, but it doesn't mean that I think they're going to try and just like, you know, spend, 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 and try to build it all in one year. It just, it doesn't work like that. And I think this is a smart group that understands that. And I think one of the things is that what they want to build is not just a first year winner, but it's a sustained winner, which has not happened here. As you well know, dude, I've been covering this team for 30 years. It's never happened for me. It never happened under my watch that they've had a sustained, sustained winner was winning 
having two years in a row with a winning record. That's been the sustained success here. It's ridiculous. But I think this group has a better chance to do that if it if it comes together the way it has started too early and and if you get the quarterback right. Anyways, that's it. Those are my first impressions. And oh, but like I said, I'm going to be playing all these interviews throughout so you can hear some of them. I wasn't able to get to every coach I wanted to. Couldn't get to Brian Johnson. We had about 45 minutes and he, he was able to sneak out while I was talking to somebody else. But I did get a few of them, and I think you'll be interested to hear all of them. So that's it, folks. Appreciate you tuning in. And I'll be back on Friday with another episode. So I'll talk to you next time. <laughs>